You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady dvp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady dvp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Uh, well, actually, this is BD Elite. From Up Next. That's right. Yes. The Up Next boys with some AEW chat. And we are live on twitch.tv slash Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. Happy afternoon. Yeah, it's an afternoon. We decided, uh, hey, why not go? We, we got some time today instead of last night. And uh, we'll talk about some dynamite tonight, and that's today. what we did today. <laughs> yeah, it, today. I mean, if you ever watch us on Twitch or whatever, you probably notice if we go live after NXT or, or dynamite late at night, uh, we're usually it's dark, so we have like all these lights and stuff. But now it's just sunny, super bright, super the hot summer day. It's yeah. summer today. I'm in shorts. I'm in my watermelon shirt. You know, it's a good time when you know the it's watermelon when the watermelons come out. Yeah, wow. yeah. Life is good. Life is good. I had a great little walk. Yeah. On my second coffee. Second coffee. Uh, we had a we had a fun night last night. You were upsetting everyone in Toronto. <laughs> I was upsetting everyone mm. in Toronto. I wasn't upsetting anyone. You upset that girl. <laughs> Didn't do anything. I was just having a normal conversation. Hey, you look like when when a kid stands on a kid's shoulders. Uh, this girl, this like this like four foot something girl. Like she was really small. She stood she four. She was like, she no. She said she was four, four nine. Fuck, I can't remember. She's short. She she got up on a bar stool to try to get the bartender's attention for a while, mm. and I guess she was on her knees on a bar stool, so it made her look like she's an extremely tall person. But me and you were looking over at her, and she, it's like, oh, you know, when like kids 
I'm thinking like little rascals when they have the trench coat and there's like three, yeah. three of them on top of each other. Like I'd like one ticket to a rated R movie. So I went over and was like, you look like that. And she laughed at first and was like, wait. Then seemed you, really offended. Yeah. And then she's like, wait, are you, are you like poking fun at me? And I was like, not, not really. Like, you know, you're short. Like I'm not calling you short, but that's you on the stool made you look like you were seven feet tall. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then she just disappeared into my, she, she was mad at you. Into the night. Yeah. Uh, I also saw, I also went over, I, there was a girl at the bar and I'm like, she looks so familiar. I'm like, oh, why is this person's face? Like, I know this person. And uh, I asked our bartender who we're kind of cool with. I said, uh, is that, am I crazy or is that the recent Jeopardy streak winner? Like this girl who's been on this crazy streak. It recently ended, but she was on this, like, I don't know how many wins of Jeopardy. And he's like, oh my God. It is. So I, I went, I was bugging me. So I went over and I, you know, I'm not going to try to bug the person, but I said, Hey, uh, this could either go one of two ways. Either you're like, yeah, it's me or what? No, I'm not that person. Mm. I'm like, Hey, were you on Jeopardy? Cause you're awesome. And she's like, yeah, it was me. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, Hey, uh, I work in the media. We were covering a lot of the, mm. the wins, your wins on Jeopardy. I just want to say Canada was. Was proud of you. She's like, oh, thank you very much. So, and then you upset her as well. No, I did. She's like, can you leave me alone? Like I'm just fuck. trying to have my old fashioned. No, I no. <laughs> she was having she was having a uh, a Pabst, and I was like, you okay. you want a lot of Jeopardy. You could be drinking old fashions if you wanted to. <laughs> no, I said uh, I said uh, Canada was proud of you, and then I said enjoy the rest of your night, and I was polite and and left. Uh, I was I was very polite, unlike you the other night because I think you went out. Uh, Tuesday night after NXT, I st- after we did a show, I, w- I was uh, in pain because of my teeth and, and stuff. So I just went to bed. But then you came in like a fucking bat out of hell at like 4.30 in the morning, walking around into things. And I, I woke me up. I'm like, okay, he's coming in. And then you went to bed. So I fell back asleep. And then I wake up at like 6.30 in the morning to the loud sounds of music. Just bla- someone's just blasting music and i thought it was like upstairs neighbors or like were my windows open like where's this music coming from and i'm like it's it's coming from inside the house what the fuck so i get up 6 30 in the morning i open my door and it's louder and i realize it's coming from your room so i'm like yo and i like knock on your door like what are you fucking having i thought you had like a girl over and you were like playing music to like <laughs> not you know that's up you know so I was like yo can you just fucking turn it down because it's like you're not respond. You're not responding. All I can hear is Harry Styles blasting from your room. So I bang on your door. I'm like, yo, it's fucking. I open the door. The music is just blasting. The new, I don't know, some new Harry Styles song. You are like pants half off, shirt off, one sock off, just like sprawled out on your bed like a fucking zombie. And I'm like, yo, and you're not responding. And I can just hear this Harry Styles yelling at me. So I, you have an Alexa. And I'm like, Alexa, shut the fuck up. And then someone's Alexa just bugged off because I said that. <laughs> um, then you woke up and you're like, oh, what are you like? What are you fucking standing in my <laughs> doorway? And I'm like, yo, turn this music off. It's 630. You're like, oh, OK. So I went back to bed. And then the next day when I see you and recording podcasts and stuff, you're like, hey, how's it going? I had a rough night. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thing is, I never play music. Like, no. I play music if I'm getting ready to go out. Yeah. I don't really, like, play music. Or if I do, it's on headphones or whatever. And I certainly wouldn't be playing Harry Styles if I am. So, like, that's what I reckon, like, I normally, like, put on 
Family Guy or something to fall asleep to. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, I don't know, Lois said Alexa play Harry Styles or something. Because I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know why that would have been going off. It was weird. It was definitely weird. Because it, it woke me up. I hear all this music. I'm like, what the fuck? Look at my phone. 6.30? I'm like, okay. Where, where would this be coming from? This Harry Styles. First it was Ed Sheeran. Then I heard Harry Styles. Yeah, you see, I wouldn't play either of them. Yeah, yeah. You say that, and then I walk into your room, and you're just... Just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're wearing watermelon shirt. Oh, you're yeah, watermelon yeah. sugar, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that was a very odd thing. Very I was just strange. like, I'm like, Davey, you've been back for like a week or so, and you're already like just, <laughs> just getting up to yeah, no I, good. I, I am confused. Was I sleep talking? I don't know. Just like, oh, I played some music, and yeah. she was like, yeah, all right, here's some hits. But yeah, I had to tell you at 6.30 in the morning to turn off Harry Styles. Very so odd. Shout out Harry Styles. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it, it, we've been okay. Been good. Yeah. Yeah. Had some people over, had some pizza, watched some dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, we have Thursdays off. That's why we can kind of do this. Well, at least during the day. We know we're both working later. But um, so we decided like, hey, let's just uh, record dynamite, our dynamite show kind of during the day on Thursday. So we had a few people over, watched some dynamite, had some pizza. And then, yeah, we went out. Uh, we had a strange night last night, though, because everywhere like- we go, like some of our regular spots, they were like... There wasn't any regulars. There wasn't even the same bartenders working. Yeah. It was just like, oh, all our It was friends. an odd night. And then we were walking back from karaoke. We didn't even sing, which we were, like, happy with. But then uh, but then we ran into one other buddy who was, like, with, I don't know, his girlfriend or something. And she was just all over the place. And he was, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, it was a strange night. <laughs> very, very strange night. You were just trying to be friendly and pissing off everyone. It was... It was really odd. Yeah. Because I was like, I saw you go, sorry to go back to that girl, but I I saw you go over to her and like figured it was just like, ah, you know, being friendly. Like that that bar, you often chat to strangers and stuff and it's quite a friendly bar. And then she came over. You're talking about the short dreadlock girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then she came over and seemed to be friendly. And like, I was a little buzzed as well. And then I'm stood there being like. Oh no, she's being sarcastic. Yeah. She does not like you. Yeah. She does not like me either. What have I done? She got really upset. She's like, can you, can you tell me where the, like, the women's washroom is? And I'm like, oh, I think the washrooms are like that way. And then she's like, oh, you're wrong. They're the other way. I'm like, well, actually, fucking sorry. It says guys' washroom. And in my head, I'm like, oh, that's the washroom. I'm so sorry. She's like, wow. Like, wow. I was like, sorry. I don't know you. Go to find the washroom yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, four foot nine, <laughs> dreadlocked white girl. It's just very tattoos. odd. Very odd. <laughs> just making friends, all right? Yeah. She was like, "Do you know this guy?" Like said it like that, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Because uh, she heard I was like not from here." Yeah. So she's like, "Oh, and you're staying with this guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. it's my housemate." And then she's like, "Oh, your husband." Well, I'm very happy for you both. Yeah. And, and then I was I, like, I put my arm what around the fuck you. Did I do? So I put my arm around you. I went, "He's my he's my life mate." Yeah. Like, what about it? You, you want to start shit? I'll start talking about your dreadlocks. What's going on with that? Uh, Good stuff. Strange. Yeah. Very strange. So we're going back next week. Sure. Why not? <laughs> maybe she'll be there. Maybe. Maybe do a karaoke duet with her. Yeah. yeah. What would you do with her? Um, I don't know. Probably some Eminem song. She looks like she loves singing Eminem. She, I don't know. You think? 
Uh, she had a weird vibe. She had uh, dreadlocks. She, again, she was like five feet tall, and she had tattoos. But the tattoos, like her sleeve, was like the planets. Okay. So I was like, oh, like Chris Statlander. <laughs> She's gonna be like, oh, you're a Sagittarius. <laughs> Stay away from me. You know, kind of thing. It was a good night. It was good fun stuff. Uh, but we did also watch some some dynamite, and that was fun to some AE dubs. Yeah, from Long Island. Long Island. Know a few few friends and listeners who went to the show That's last true. night. True, yeah. yeah. I hope you guys had a great fun time. show to go to. It did. It, it was a pretty sweet show. We have uh, some some tickets to Dynamite in June, and then what? You just got some tickets. I just got tickets for Rochester as well. Is that the same week? It's the next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go to two Dynamites? Yeah. No row. Why nice. not? Yeah. Uh, that should be fun. I mean, considering it's after that, those are the two weeks after Forbidden Door. So, yeah, I think the Detroit show is the dynamite after Forbidden Door and then going the next week to Rochester. It's it's pretty close. I looked it up. Bus. Yeah. Four hours. You'll probably get some some draft over from that show. Maybe some New Japan talent and stuff like that. Uh, Maybe Kota Ibushi. Uh, Who who knows? (laughs) Maybe Kota Ibushi will show up. Yeah. With the Yakuza. What? He's with them now? I'm reading the, the tweets about. Yakuza and Kota Ibushi. I'm like, what? What's going on? I'll just wait for the the crib notes thing to come out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait for proper reports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I've been doing is just I just go to postwrestling.com and I'm like, hey, what's, what does John said about this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Shout out John Pollock. Uh, yeah, that is that is very strange. I hope Kota Ibushi, uh, whatever this issue is, I hope it can work out selfishly as a fan because, like, yeah, now that AEW New Japan are doing a lot of crossover stuff. You would imagine people would want to see Coda. I mean, obviously, my end game, Kenny versus Coda, one more time. But there's so many different matches: Danielson, Coda, all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm reading all this Yakuza stuff now. Yeah. So he's he's claiming that the Yakuza is involved with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, wow. It's just a crazy, it's an evil world we're living in. Yeah. These days. Good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Good for good for Coda Ibushi. All right. Well, so I mean, maybe the, maybe the crossover with AEW and and New Japan isn't the one we need, and we need to get New Japan involved in the Tony D'Angelo Santos Escobar story, if that's the case. Oh boy, That'd yeah, be good. all the different like mobs, yeah, going at it. Yeah, maybe he'll be back in NXT. Maybe like, all those years ago mm. in CWC, that was three matches. Yeah, like that. That. yeah, match with Bobby Roode, a he match did, with yeah. Cedric Alexander. I think so, yeah. That was the sweet one. That was a sick one, yeah. And maybe Brian... I forget. Brian Kendrick, maybe? The Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Did, did he face Zack Sabre Jr.? Were they different brackets? They were supposed to, to fight, and then didn't That was supposed to be the final, and then it was TJP, Grand Metal League. Yeah, because he didn't okay. sign. <laughs> right. Gotcha. And now all these years Old later... Buddy Murphy as well, apparently. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Kota Ibushi is someone that you would want to see uh, tie it up with so many things with the AEW crossover stuff. But uh, I thought for sure that you'd see him in some capacity. Like, even just if he showed up mm. at that show, it would be pretty pretty cool. Same with Kenny, right? Like, if he were to show up. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to be seeing Ibushi for a little a while, while now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we can jump into some AEW Dynamite because there's a, a whole lot going on with this whole... Owen Hart tournament and and everything. I will remind, we did a best match ever, Owen Hart, last week. It's out on our Patreon right now, chatting all about the best of the Black Heart, the Nugget, 
everything uh, talking about Owen Hart, and it was a blast to chat all about his best matches. And he had some sweet matches. It was a hard show to pick best match ever, Owen, because there was a few so many. viable options there. But go check that out. And then, hey, if you're a fan of Dax, the Axe, then you should be listening to Was Next, where we go back and revisit old NXT, because we're in 2013, and the parallels of us and watching Dynamite in 2022 right now is because Dax, a.k.a. formerly known as, I should say, Scott Dawson, is in a tag team with Alexander Rusev, Oh yeah, Miro, and uh, there's some interesting stuff going on there, and seeing kind of how he was doing stuff there and how he's doing what stuff could there. have been yeah. imagine like if if that took off that tag team right. would we have ever got cash and dax teaming up it's true ftr yeah. could have been scott and, scott and alex scott and alex yeah <laughs> rusev <laughs> that could have been the dream team uh but yeah go check out all those other podcasts on our patreon only five bucks a month for north americans here gets you all the shows coming out and all the shows that we have in that back catalog and then last one i swear because tomorrow is Friday the 13th, which means we like to get a little stitious a little here spooky on the podcast. And we are talking all about, it'll be out tomorrow, Friday the 13th, part two. The movie from 1981, Jason Voorhees with a bag on his head. Mm. Can't wait to talk all Terrifying. About it. Yeah, good stuff. So we'll be chatting all about that on the Patreon as well. So all over the place with wrestling movies and everything. Go check us out. But, okay, Dynamite from Long Island, which is MJF country, because he's like the... The king yeah, of it's Long like Island. When Bret Hart would go to Canada. Oh, this yeah. It's like Bizarro World. Toronto is was Bizarro World for so long, and now definitely Long Island has that claim. Uh, it starts off with an opening match for this Owen Hart Foundation tournament. I thought it was also cool that the Hart family were in attendance. Yeah, there was Martha, um, Oge, and Athena. Is that her name? I'm trying to remember the daughter's name. Yeah, there's a few people there from the family. Mm. So that was pretty sweet and cool to see. Uh, We start off, though, with a first-round tournament match. Dax Harwood versus Adam Cole. And basically, it's Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Yeah. Here. Uh, And I say that because there is a lot of sharpshooter attempts from Dax in this match early on. Adam Cole... Course throwing Dax into the corner with the Bret Hart spot going sternum first into the turnbuckle. There's a German suplex and then a German counter and back and forth. There's crazy counters for Germans here, which was just awesome. Very impressive. There's a super kick in midair from Adam Cole. He goes for the Panama a few times, but it's blocked and then eventually gets caught into this spike pile driver from Dax, which was just awesome. Yeah, I like Dax kept on trying to counter the Panama Sunrise into the sharpshooter. Yeah. Uh, he was like holding onto the ropes and doing a lot of kind of Brett-esque counters. Yeah. Masturbatory Bret Hart mm. spots, yeah. Uh, then there's a sharpshooter from Dax, but eventually Cole gets out of it. Dax is sent to the outside and barely makes the 10 count just at 9 into the ring. Eventually Dax gets countered and gets dropped, and Dax is put into the sharpshooter from Cole. And he's struggling. He's trying to get to the ropes, but keeps gets pulled away. Clearly, Adam Cole watched Natalia versus Cora Jade from NXT. I, I was getting kind of little uh, reminders yeah. of that. But in the middle of the ring, Dax, while in the sharpshooter, taps out. Insult to injury there. Tapping mm. out to the sharpshooter, making the move uh, still strong. 
I guess. Putting it over, yeah. yeah. Putting it over here. Well, Adam Cole advances in the Owen Hart tournament. I, yeah, I really like this match. I think it continues the streak of Dax Harwood having really great singles matches and showing how good he is as a, as a wrestler. Um, a shame seeing Dax lose. I think he was a lot of people's kind of sentimental favorite. The dark horse. But I would say this is probably going to be a yearly tournament. I think you can play a bit of the long game with it. Um, right. Sort of we've seen with like Xavier Woods always wanting to be king of the ring and has been going on about that for years. I'd love this to be like a few year story. Like Dax could get to the next round next year and just miss out. And eventually I think it will make him winning the Owen feel a lot bigger. Uh, but I think it works. Adam Cole as kind of Shawn Michaels in this tournament, possibly going to go all the way. Um, mm-hmm. Like just a little cheeky dickhead heel thing. Um, I, I will, Adam Cole just isn't, I think he's great. Like I, great wrestler, great on the mic. Just something for me in AEW so far isn't quite clicking and I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm not saying he's doing like bad stuff, but I don't feel he is as much of the guy as we've seen him the last few years in NXT where he really was the guy there. And I don't quite know what it'll be to kind of make me think differently. Yeah, but like I feel like a lot of people say that about Cole, and there's a lot of p- other people like like how you say about uh, Alistair Black, Malachi Black, mm. and and what people were saying about Miro. I just think like not everyone can be the guy no. at the same time. So AEW, like yeah, they they come up with different things for these other characters to do before they choose to heat them up. I mean, the same could be said about Hangman. People were like, wow, they're messing Hangman up. When, when no, it was this whole story arc here. I do think Adam Cole will win this tournament, mm. just to kind of give him something to do. I do think he will be a world champ here one day. When the time comes, they, they will heat him up. And he does have the wrestling ability, obviously, but he has the mic talk and the character talk that I think will bring it back like 100 percent. I, I do know what you mean because he's he's kind of of course he's had the world title main event slot in the pay-per-view but it didn't quite hit i almost think that seeing him in that world title picture and it not quite connecting has kind of c- cemented my thoughts a little bit more right don't get me wrong i really like adam cole i think he's great yeah. and we i loved him talking about him in nxt the last few years and stuff and what he's been doing in AEW isn't bad but just it's not quite hitting the way I thought it would. Um, but maybe this tournament, him going all the way, can add some more layers to his character a bit. I think having the Sean guy win the, the Owen tournament would be pretty pretty funny. Yeah. And like a good move. Uh, but yeah, re- really enjoyed the match. And uh, still want to see more Dax singles. 100%. Yeah, Dax definitely has been proving himself. I mean, FTR has been on this crazy run, but specifically Dax, just with these solo matches, have been banging them out. But yeah, I... I- now that Dax is away from this tournament, it kind of put, can put the more focus on the FTR and see what they do. With yeah, they tag. put the Ring of Honor and AAA yeah. tag titles that so, they need to defend, I guess. Yeah, but I love the finish with him tapping to the sharpshooter. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, we go to a video for Darby promoting the Dream Match main event tonight with Jeff Hardy. We get a shot of the Impractical Jokers in the crowd. I know the show. I've seen some clips, but I don't know too much about it. So I didn't really know who these guys were, but Stu Grayson liked him. He was giving him a hug. Stu- Sorry, not Stu Grayson. Definitely wasn't Definitely Stu Grayson. Definitely not Stu Grayson. Uh, the other little bald man, uh, John Silver. John Silver, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the little, uh, bald man from Long Island, John Silver is 
in the next match, and he's going up against CM Punk. We have the world champ Hangman Page joining commentary for this match as well because it's his boy from the Dark Order facing Punk, his opponent, at Double or Nothing. And CM Punk, I mean, last time in Long Island, he was the the heel because of the MJF feud. And it's kind of it's kind of carrying over now. Like, it's it's the story continues. It's got, it's got to be, like, permanent. Yeah, now. yeah, like, yeah. Punk hates Long Island. Sorry, he hates Long Island, and Long Island hates him. Yeah. So he comes out, and he's wearing a uh, Long Island... Uh, what's their team name? Crap. Uh, Islanders. Islanders. Islanders, the team of the future. The Islanders jersey, and he's got, like, Islanders gear on. Like the blue and orange. Yeah, look great. it looks sick. But then it's revealed he's wearing the Islanders Tavares jersey, the guy who left... Tavares left the Islanders to come to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So as soon as they see the C and then he kind of turns around, it's he just cuts the his music off as yeah. well. He's like, nah, they're, they're not getting cult personality. Yeah, you're not singing along. <laughs> just yells, it's clobbering time, like turns in around. silence and then turns around. Oh, the Perfect. sea of booze were just Perfect. awesome. Yeah. I mean, this guy gets it and uh, I was just losing it. We were all losing it, laughing at this. Uh, well, CM Punk is going... And Hangman with a good reaction, because Hangman came out to join commentary yeah. first, and he was getting cheers, which was interesting after last week, because sure. you, you could have seen him, especially with him coming out first, right. um, could have just led with the booze, but he, he got a babyface reaction here. Good. Well, Punk versus Silver. Silver is getting beat up by Punk early on here. There's a beautiful-looking side Russian leg sweep from Punk. He's working down on Silver, but Silver comes back with a series of these kicks. He's so fast when he gets on a tear here. He, like, hits these roundhouse kicks to the everything, the legs, the side, the gut, the head, and then a snap brain buster for a near fall. Punk eventually comes back, hits his patented Shining Wizard out of the corner, and then basically calls for the finish. But instead of going for the GTS, Punk goes on the apron and hits... The buckshot lariat. Mm. I mean, I guess you call it the punk shot lariat here. On silver, one, two, three, punk using hangman's move to beat his own friend here. And then it cuts to hangman's reaction like, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. And, well, there's like a, a, a moment where punk is celebrating and being like, oh, you're mad, huh? So, I mean, the match, the match itself had some cool stuff, but... I do think there is a proper match in there between the two somewhere else, but it still gave me a little taste of like what it and defeating the hometown yeah. boy and all that, uh, just adding to this punk kind of heel in Long Island thing. Yeah, um, I, I I feel it's a shame they've kind of semi dropped the Hangman Dark Order stuff because I think that would have added more to this match. I'm mean, punk in his promo after says I destroyed your boy. But yeah. it's it's been a bit weird, the Hangman Dark Order thing, because he kind of left them to hang out with the Jungle Lads, and I think this would have been even better had like Hangman still been with this crew a little bit more. But I enjoyed the match. It was a shame Punk didn't quite connect with the Buckshot, like, uh, but it was cool seeing him attempt it. He's not. He doesn't do it normally. Yeah, He's still one with it. Still one. <laughs> still one with it. Uh, Hangman comes down to the ring and there's a face to face here. Classic world champ wrestling where they're pressing each other's noses. It's like they're going to kiss. Mm. Getting angry. Punk says, you're mad, huh? He says, look, Paige, it's not personal. It's just business. And I woke up every day. I asked myself, are you a good guy? And I asked myself today, are you the champ? And well, I, I know I will be. 
I will be that champ. And you said, Paige, that you were not going to shake my hand. And, well, I just destroyed your boy. And at Double or Nothing, I'm going to do the same thing to you. And the crowd boos. But Hangman ain't ain't for that that shit. But yeah, I'm I'm super into this feud now. I I love it. I think it's it's given Hangman a much needed edge going into this feud. Um, kind of, it's him wanting to prove himself as the guy. This whole time during Hangman's title reign, um, CM Punk feels the star of the show, and yeah. I think it it's kind of even though it hasn't been outright said, this is Hangman going no. I'm the champion of AEW. I'm the best in the world. I'm the star of the show. Uh, I like that they're both being a little dickish to each other. Yeah. Um, and I think you, you will have a... I think the crowd in Vegas are more going to lean towards Punk. But I think you'll have a, a bit of a split there between the two. Um, and even though I think Punk's going to win, I definitely the way they're building this story actually makes me want to root for Hangman. Because I kind of want him to cement himself as the guy yeah. there, uh, which just yeah adds great stakes to this this feud. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, look, it makes sense if Punk wins. It just adds a new flair. Hangman's had a pre. I mean, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, Hangman's run and stuff like that. But the matches he's put on have been. He's had the best matches out of any of the AEW champions. I think so. I yeah, think. honestly, but the yeah, I can see people think, oh, he's not presented that proper now they're doing it well mm. he comes out he's angry at this guy like he, mm. it makes sense since last week where he had that little edge it's yeah. that that's what was needed like you're the world champ you're the you are the man so you you call the shots you you say what you want and it's kind of coming that way across that way and and him saying you know i'm not going to shake your hand and then punk saying like don't worry i'll shake your hand whether you're unconscious or yeah. not so uh good good bit and i'm super excited it makes so much sense for punk to win and it it opens so much more up. I mean, then Punk can eventually lose it to MJF, which again just continues that story mm-hmm. down the line. But you're right; it's like ah, but Hangman beating him would be pretty good. Uh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm more interested in this match because it can go either way. Yeah, and I think the match will. I be I think awesome. Hangman winning would make him, even though he is the champion, would make him a top top guy. Yeah, um, for like the long run, which I think would be good. But I there's definitely a good argument for Punk, and I do see yeah. it going that way. We go backstage, Tony Schiavone's with Britt Baker and her pals, and they mention that Britt is going to be in the Owen tournament next week against the Joker in the tournament. No, not actually the Joker, a Joker in this tournament. She says there's always a conspiracy against her. And then they mention that, hey, there's a potential that Jamie, if Jamie beats Tony Storm tonight and Britt beats the Joker, that they would face each other. Hmm. And Britt says, you know, it doesn't matter. May the be- if that if it comes to that, then may the best female win. But when she's saying that, she kind of looks over at Rebel with like a smirk. Like, uh, if I have to face you, don't worry. I can beat her. Who do you think the Joker is? Uh, Ember Moon? Yeah, I think either her or Tegan Knox. Oh, yeah. I think. Forgot about yeah. Tegan Knox. The shiniest um, wizard. Shiniest wizard. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, one of those two, I'd say. Probably more likely Ember Moon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. But then, uh, who wins? Does does Brit beat them in their debut? No. You they, think the Joker will win? The Joker should win, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of suck. That's the problem they've had with those like ladder matches and battle royals. It's like you're bringing in all these people and then they don't win that match. Yeah. It's like, okay, well... <laughs> It's kind of like the Rumble. It's so cool when the person debuts at the Rumble, but then it's like... You've got to think of a smart way of having them lose unless they're winning. I think of AJ Styles debuting in that Royal Rumble and Kevin Owens like helped 
put together. He's like, well, I can get some crazy heat if I th- the guy who throws him out. And, and with that one, I think people with Kevin Owens being a bit of an indie darling accept yeah. that a bit more. All right, Kevin Owens yeah. can can eliminate AJ. But if it was like, I don't know, Roman at right. the time, I think people would have been mad. So like... Brit losing to Ember, even if, you know, a roll up or something like that. Or, you know, Reba tries to interfere, but then it backfires and that's yeah. how you do it or something like that. That's something they could do. Uh, well, we go to, uh, our next match. Long Island Zone, Tony Nice is in the ring. You wouldn't know he's from Long Island because, uh, you didn't get to see his entrance. <laughs> and Mark Sterling is there and he's going up against the in ring debut of Danhausen. Here, Dan Housen comes out. He is billed as six foot seven, I think over 800 (laughs) pounds or something like that. Uh, he is not, he's as tall as uh, the little girl at the bar last night. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's tall. Uh, Tony Nice versus Dan Housen. The bell rings. Tony Nice kills him. Knee in the corner. One, two, three. Squash match. I loved it. That's all this needed to be. I think. Uh, I found it funny. No interest in watching Dan Housen <laughs> wrestle, to be honest. Uh, just get to the post-match. Uh, I thought this was quite funny, especially that he didn't have his entrance and then just he gets the jobber entrance and then kills this guy. I found it quite funny. Mark Sterling uh, on the microphone says like, oh, I'm not shocked that Nice just killed him and he's going to continue to do this. He kind of makes fun of like the, the meme internet wrestlers. Like, oh, look, see, you guys are all like in this guy. Well, look yeah. what Tony Nice did to him. And... They, they, he goes to beat up Danhausen again when Hook comes out for the save, and finally we get the handshake, mm. the Mega Powers handshake, the Hookhausen handshake, and they are BFFs now. Hookhausen. Yeah, I mean this this story that's been mainly going on on Rampage, which I don't check out every week. Um, it's I can't say I'm overly interested in it, but you can't deny that this crowd. Love, love this. So I think I think it's going well, this Hookhausen thing. Um, even if it's not for me, there's definitely an audience for it. Yeah. And would be interested to actually see how it works with the with the tags going forward. Yeah, it would be pretty funny. And the, again, the crowd are so hyped for this. So it, it adds to it. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. They could be future tag team champions. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. We go to the MJF. Wardlow contract signing. Okay, so we know MJF is the hometown hero here. He comes out in his Islanders jersey to just the crazy, big, huge reaction that we knew he would get here. Uh, love love it, love it. He he looks like an absolute star when he... And he, he acts like a baby face here yeah, as well. He's doing all the baby smiles, face things. He like kisses to he the goes crowd. over he like hugs people yeah. he's like he lo- he po- he does the cm punk thing like pointing over there like i'm gonna come over there yeah. and then like goes over <laughs> to there and then like hugs them oh my god he plays it up so good great actor uh he then has wardlow who comes out with the security and the handcuffs and wardlow's titantron says boo wardlow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd are booing this man uh before this contract signing begins MJF cuts to a video which plays for the crowd and for us at home, and it's dark side of the ring, but it's it's clips of MJF being screwed by Punk at the pay per view with yeah. the thing. You get Chris Jericho 
on like the voiceover. Obviously, no right stuff. Anyway, so and he's like, MJF, wait, is this for MJF? Wait, I don't want to do this. I hate that guy. He's an asshole. Wait. Do you not remember our history? <laughs> and then he stops. He's like, wait, he's paying me how much? Okay, never mind. Let's go. Continue. <laughs> and then he continues it. They even have the recreated shots with the dark and the smoke. Like the, like the, the actors <laughs> doing the, yeah. Oh, it's so fucking it funny. I was losing it. Uh, just, just great. Uh, so they show all these things. We get clips of like uh, Taz, who's like MJF's consigliere. What is it? We talk about it on the yeah. next. <laughs> consigliere. I can't say it. Uh, then what? Barry Horowitz? Barry Horowitz is there uh, as like what a... Legendary Jewish, Jewish wrestler. wrestler. Um, you're waiting for JR to say he's a made man as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this was fantastic. It's It's kind of... Painting Wardlow as the, like, the dark side is that yeah. MJF gave this guy everything. He right. gave him this opportunity. He was his friend, and Wardlow just stuck the knife in the back. So good. Uh, this was brilliant. This was some so good. like meta wrestling shit, but like like someone was watching this, like I don't I don't quite get it, but oh man, oh, it is so, so good. good. So good. Yeah. I don't I didn't know how he would top himself being back in Long Island, but damn, he did it. This was very impressive. Uh, so then there's just seas of booze here and MJF says, now that's a symphony bitch <laughs> talking to Wardlow. They're sitting at a very long table with like all these security guards in the ring and Wardlow is still handcuffed. MJF says, I'm going to give you an opportunity to face me in a match. And if you beat me, well, I will free you from your contract from me. So you have to beat me for that to happen. He calls the people here in Long Island, you crazy sons of bitches. I love you. Uh, I love that there's, there's so many signs for MJF, but one of them was MJF's face, but like with the crown on top. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, he then says, I love all of you people here in Long Island, even you people in the cheap seats. You might be poor, but you're still beautiful, uh, which still got a crazy huge reaction. <laughs> uh, MJF then brings up the fact that he um, he's not friends with Wardlow anymore, but he is good friends with his friend, the Roller Codester, and he talks to Cody all the time, and he says, Don't worry, Cody, I'll be seeing you soon. Wink, wink. Tw- 2024, right? And then gets... Uh, that's when some people booed. <laughs> These are like, okay, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> I love it. I love that he keeps, like, I can't wait till the time his contract's about to expire. Yeah. Because he's going to be eating into it. Yeah, it's great. He then says um, that. In order for Warlow to get this match, he's got to go through some of these things. You know, MJF loves this. So he brings up the Cody thing and says, just like Cody, you're going to have to get. Not one lash, not two lash, not five, not six. Sean Spears, help me out here. And he goes, ten. <laughs> and he says, yes, ten lashes. And Wardlow, you're going to have to face Sean Spears in a cage match as well. And special ref will be me, Maxwell Friedman Jordan. Or sorry, Maxwell Jordan Friedman. <laughs> Jacob Friedman. Jacob Friedman, Jordan Friedman. Uh, he says that. If I beat you, though, Wardlow, you beat me, I free you from the contract. But if I beat you in the match, you cannot sign with AEW. Ah. So they agree to this. Wardlow is unhandcuffed. He's released so he can sign the contract. 
I noticed Wardlow didn't really read the contract, so he should be careful because you could MJF could be like, "Oh, you didn't read it," and actually, you got to do this, 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 and all this. I mean, to be fair, the Bulls in MJF's court anyway. Yeah, with, it is already with giving the rest- all these things. Stip, so Wardlow doesn't care. He'll do anything. Yeah. Just wants to get his hands on this guy. Well, Wardlow eventually signs it, but then starts to beat up all the security guards here, and he like what. Throws all these guys everywhere. Throws Sean Spears. This around. might be one of the best like jobber cops yeah. thing. Like one guy just bounces off the bottom rope. Like we brought up the other day, Enzo against yeah. Simon Gotch. It's just like that. Um, yeah, I I love this, it, and it got Wardlow cheers as well. It kind of achieved keeping that Wardlow babyface momentum going while still having MJF as the hometown hero in this segment. I thought it was excellent. Uh, Wardlow eventually powerbombs Mark Sterling through the table. Mm. So Wardlow says, MJF, you're a coward, but the match is on, which I assume is double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. was great. I, I really, I thought this was a money segment here. Yeah. Uh, from the dark side stuff, MJF just being less over baby face in Long Island. Uh, the beat down at the end, I thought it was awesome. And I like how this is MJF's thing. Every big match, he gets them to like have the Built to you it. know the labors of Jericho, these lashes and steel cage match and all that. I I think it's good, and he should always like kind of keep this for his big feuds. Man, MJF is just a character since beginning of AEW has just worked and worked and keeps getting built up. That's what I'm saying. This guy is a money character. Oh, this guy yeah. is a world champ. Caliber. I think he's one of the best in the world right now. Yeah, like me too. just wrestling and promo like. There aren't many better than this guy, no. I don't think. No, honestly, like, definitely untouchable. Definitely in a different league. He definitely will be world champ by, like, the, soon. Like, in a year, he should be because it just, it works. It's the little things as well that he does so well. Uh, and his Twitter game also helps. But, yep. yeah, this guy is on top. And they're doing such a good job with Wardlow. They're making this guy. He's already become this guy. He sh- obviously should beat MJF so that he gets to sign with AEW and all that stuff. But the storyline is, is awesome. Could you see it being like a like a squash? Or do you think they'll have a proper match? I would like to see a proper mm. match. But yeah, what do you think? You want, what, Wardlow just powerbombs him and it's over? Yeah. I I I think MJF should, should win. But then, like, how do you get... I mean, MJF should lose. But then how do you get MJF, like, back up into that title picture down the line? I guess you could do that regardless somehow, some way. But mm. yeah, Wardlow wins, so he gets the sign. So Tony Khan comes out and gives him the contract, and finally we we get the graphic. Oh, we're getting that graphic, yeah, one hundred. Right, it, right after he They'll wins, probably put it on the screen. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the crowd will lose it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, we get a video for Samoa Joe talking about his match next week in the Owen tournament, and yeah, he still has beef with uh, Lethal and. And them, so you just know they're going to get involved into that match. Yeah, they're but, screwing him over next yeah. week. Uh, but he's facing the Joker. So who do you think he's facing? I'm still going to say Cesaro. Yeah. Um, Claudio. Yeah, been a lot of talk about him this week about kind of his uh, coffee, his asking price. Oh, uh, that he's uh, he hasn't worked anywhere because he's he knows his worth and he's asking for quite a lot of money. Um, I yeah, I think he'll be the Joker. I think that makes sense. Like Cesaro versus Joe. Sounds pretty cool. Um, he's got that kind of heart connection with Tyson Kidd. Uh, you can have Joe lose because of this Sanjay Dutt, uh, Jay Lethal, yeah. Satnam Singh thing to set up a match. I imagine Jay Lethal versus Joe at double or nothing for the TV title. Right. Um, Sweet. And Cesaro can go forward and have, what, 
Claudio Adam Cole final? That sounds nuts. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I'd go for. Yeah, and if it's not, I, I, I do think it should be Claudio if that if he is coming in. I can't wait. I mean, WWE definitely misused that guy from the get go, and I can't wait to to see more of him outside of WWE. I want to I want to see this guy just flourish. And I, I brought up his coffee because he posted a photo with him wearing his new like coffee brand shirt and stuff. So I mean, the dude's the dude's doing fine. And I I need to try this coffee. It's probably amazing. What's he call it? I don't know, but the thing has all these like dad jokes on it. Oh, nice. So you know, he ties in like the the dad joke stuff with the coffee. Claudio's stuff. Cafe. They like how perfect is that? It's uh, amazing. Claudio's Cafe. His shirt's nice. Yeah, it has dad jokes about coffee on it. <laughs> and like the the logo, it's it's like it says his... Suppresso, but it's like the Cesaro font with yeah, the Swiss flag, with the Swiss thing. Nice. Yeah, I'm super hyped to try it. Uh, we go because Noah, like, think of it. Wrestlers are always doing their side hustles, right? Yeah. Jericho with the bubbly, Cody with his wine or whatever. Cigars and and shit. then now there's an, why isn't there a coffee? Yeah, like fuck, what, it's a market. Sweet. Shout out Cesario. I hope it's him too. If not, uh, other choices, Miro versus Miro, Joe. I'd, I'd be happy to see Miro back. Um, Miro Kenny Omega. Joe sounds good. I don't think it's Kenny. I don't think it'll be Kenny. Um, Kenny might show up at the pay-per-view, maybe. Yeah. Um, who else could it be who's kicking around? Wyndham. I don't think this mm. is really... If you were to bring in Wyndham, I don't think this tournament is really right for it. Penta Joker. Yeah, Penta. Um <laughs> Who else is there? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's Claudio. I think Cesaro makes I hope it's sense. Claudio. Yeah, yeah, him or Miro. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We go to our next match. It's a title match. What title is on the line, you ask? The FTW title. Yeah, that's right. It's a real title that is being defended here. Ricky Starks from Team Taz defending against Jungle Boy. And the stipulation is if Jungle Boy loses, he's got to put up the tag titles against Team Taz in the future. Uh, We get a quick back and forth between Jungle Boy and Ricky here. Um, Ricky does a sweet-looking kip-up and then does his classic poses here. Jungle Boy hits a crazy spinning DDT in the ring and then again on the outside as well, which was super impressive. In the ring, he's going for something but gets caught into a spear from Ricky for a near fall. 
Eventually, Jungle Boy drops him into the snare trap. Ricky is struggling, trying to get out of it. Eventually, gets to the ropes. There's a, a Casadora from Jungle Boy for a crazy near fall here. This is when uh, we have, of course, what Jungle um, Ricky Starks has Team Taz like mm. on the outside here, and Swerve comes down to the ring to try to like scare off these guys from interfering from hops from interfering, which causes a distraction from the referee to be like, Hey, you're, you're not supposed to be here, which I thought was kind of weird, which allows Ricky to get jungle boy up with the Rochambeau and get the one, two, three. Yeah. Cause jungle boy, what had the snare trap in, I think yeah. for the, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought the, the distraction finish was a bit hokey. Um, wasn't the best executed like yeah. distraction, but I did enjoy the match. Um, I like. I feel there was a long time where we w- wasn't seeing Ricky Starks much, and since he's been having a few more singles matches on Dynamite, he does impress me. Um, I like the Rochambeau as a finisher. I think it looks really cool, and I thought these two had a really nice match here. Um, and I assume uh, so. You've got Team Taz now will face them, but I assume you'll get Keith Lee and Swerve involved as well somehow. So maybe a three-way. three-way. Yeah, I could put the titles on Team Taz. I think so. I think it would... The thing is with Team Taz, they've always been that team where it's... They're there to lose a feud, you know? And over time, you'll start taking them not as seriously. And I do think they've got a bit of momentum at the moment. And I I think... Uh, Jurassic Express, I think their their time is tag. There's not much more they can do with the tag titles. I think it would help elevate Starks and Hobbs Me too. Uh, as champions, and you can then go into the Jungle Boy Christian thing. I mean, speaking of, I mean, after the match, Christian and Luchasaurus come down, and they're like, they, they Christian shoves Swerve to go walk mm. past him, goes into the ring, and is kind of like he's not blowing up on them or anything. But there's a great, great shot where it's just jungle boy in the ring and christian's behind him and you think okay wait a second what's happening here what's he doing why is he in this 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 spot and then he just hugs him great gives him a hug aw so good at the teasing these things i mean i think of the the hangman kenny bucks thing Mm. at that end of that match where they tease so many things it was kind of like that where you think hey is he gonna do it he's he's been playing this like uh, starting to be a little bit of a disappointed dad. Yeah. Uh, and I think, therefore, for this story to progress, they do need to lose these tag titles. Yeah. Um, and I think putting them on uh, Starks and Hobbs, they can then break away and continue their feud with Swerve and Lee for yeah. the titles. Um, it, it just gives a few more different combinations. Uh, but yeah, I love this tease here. And... Um, I kind of like the fact that Christian doesn't wrestle all the time. So when it, they eventually get to this Jungle Boy match, I think it's going to feel a bigger deal than if we saw Christian just wrestle on TV every week. Right. Um, no, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think that match should be great whenever they pull the trigger. And it could be not until like all out. Like I feel that they're building this nice and slowly. I mean the teases, the teases of Christian turning on him mm. are, have been great, and this one specifically was just awesome. I love this, yeah, so so good. Uh, the match itself, I was like, all right, Ricky Starks, I'm a p- pretty big fan of Jungle Boy, huge fan of, but it, it was it, it had some time, it had some cool stuff, but didn't get to like the the next gear. I I thought maybe we could get out of them. We go to our next segment, which is the Jericho Appreciation Society. 
They uh, they had what is it a town hall? They, Jericho's always got yeah. these fucking. <laughs> uh, this was their victory speech. Victory I think, speech. Okay, like yes, of course it was. How could I forget? Uh, Daddy Magic's talking about his hard nipples, and <laughs> Chris Jericho says, "Hey, Long Island. Uh, may some of you may know I was actually born not far from here." Because um, a lot of people are like, oh, he's from Winnipeg and New York. But no, he was born in Manhasset. But then he says, but then I quickly got out of here and went to Winnipeg because this place is a dump. Ah. And then the people are booing him. And he says, what, you're going to boo me? You're going to boo me? If you boo me, I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm the wizard. <laughs> Chris Jericho, Ridiculous. 216. Uh, yeah. What is 216? I don't know. All right. <laughs> if it was we had one. some people over and none of us could we were like wait what's 216 what is 216 yeah I don't understand the two. if it was 1-6 I would yeah. understand but I didn't really 216 yeah no idea uh, all I know is when he says uh, I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm the wizard I absolutely lost it just broke down Ridiculous. laughing so hard love it he says uh, hey Eddie Kingston you know you're injured we, we beat you we threw fire in your face so you got to stay home. You should stay home and take care of your wife. I hope she feels better mm. about you. But if she doesn't, tell her to give me a call. Boo. Talking about other man's wives. Jeez. Garcia grabs the mic. Yes, he's wearing a tank top and Kangol hat. The best look in pro wrestling right now. He says, look, when a pro wrestler fights a sports entertainer, the sports entertainer wins every single time. Jericho says, there's no one here that could step up to us because sports entertainment is, is the best and we're the best. When he's interrupted by Wild Thing, yeah, that's right, John Moxley comes out through the crowd. And and all of us yeah. just go like, oh yeah, that makes all the sense. Yeah, let's go to this right away. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we doing this? And Jericho's like, oh, look, it's Moxley, okay. Then out comes... Danielson and Wheeler Yuta, I guess he hasn't left for uh, the, the Super Juniors yet, mm-hmm. but they are standing there with William Regal, and he's, the, the, the Jericho Appreciation Society are like, oh, okay, okay, like, there's, there's some of you, and he's, he's even talking to Regal, like, there's four of you, but there's, there's five of us, like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? There's, there's more of us. When they're distracted looking at them on the ramp, Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful appear, on the apron behind them, Eddie Kingston, uh, I mean, he got a fireball in the face. He's got buns. Yeah. I wonder if he uh, asked Randy Orton for skin care after yeah. burn care for his face. Hey, how did you treat that fireball? Uh, well, Randy recovered very quickly. Yeah. From that. Uh, Eddie's got this like ring of fire around his eye here. Didn't uh, look bad, actually. Compared to, better than the WWE stuff, but yeah. still pretty, pretty hokey, but still. Uh, well, this is when the thing the, is like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you like, supposed you, to you do? You do have to kind of sell it. Uh, I, I didn't think it looked too bad. It had like the yellowiness going on Ugh. from like, yeah, you need some pus. Yeah, yeah it needs pus dripping out of it. Eddie Kingston and Prime Powerful are there, so now there's a bunch of them against them. You fucked up, Chance, and it's all chaos. All the guys are fighting everybody, and I, I think a highlight of this this brawl is. William Regal and Chris Jericho getting into it with William Regal hitting power of the punch on Chris Jericho. Reigniting their WrestleMania 17 feud. 
That's for pissing in my yeah. tea. <laughs> this is great. I mean, we haven't seen Regal be physical. We've seen him do kind of some pull-aparts in NXT. Yeah. But we haven't seen him be physical for uh-huh. years. This was great. Yeah, absolutely and loved it. I love it because there is that history there between the two. Oh, um, good stuff. Yeah, th- this match sounds awesome. Um, I mean, the last two years we've had Stadium Stampede. Do you think they'll do that? I mean, we've got a full... Stayed. Last mm. year it didn't quite work with the live crowd because yeah. you're like away from them for so long. Yeah. Um, but maybe more of like a street fight or something. Yeah. I mean, I assume Willa Yuta will not be at this pay-per-view because, no, again, of be, the yeah. Super Juniors tournament. So that leaves the three proud and powerful Eddie Kingston teaming with Mox and Danielson, which that sounds crazy yeah. to go up against all these guys. And, yeah, in some way, shape, or form, that will be the – the match at the pay-per-view and I'm super for it. And then they'll poach Garcia. Yeah. To the, Oh, the you club. think already? Uh, maybe not already, but like, it's got to happen eventually. There's got to be some sort of tease like Garcia being like, huh? These guys are pretty well, it, was, cool. it was cool to see like Garcia and Utah like square off yeah. during this. Cause yeah. they've got their like rivalry from exactly. outside of AEW. And I feel that's something that, They'll go back to for years, yeah. As long as these two are in the company. No, I actually really like this segment. Yeah, th- this was really good. I think uh, the Jericho stuff uh, for a while now, and this is pre JAS. I'm hot and cold on, um, but I-, I think this all the sports entertainment stuff is making me laugh, and I like that it actually got to a more serious level now. Uh, and yeah, I'm super excited for it. I thought this was a great, great segment. Yeah, it makes me hype for that match as well. Uh, all the different possibilities of different guys. Uh, and, man, I think Willie Yuta will have a banging best of Super Juniors. Yeah. There's so many matchups uh, I can't wait to see and, and check out there from him. But, um, yeah, cool stuff. Well, we go to a video for Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa for the pay-per-view. That match is official. And Serena says, well, I'm going to be I'm the best. The professor. And we go to our first match here in the women's side of the Owen Hart Tournament. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. I feel like we've seen this match a long time ago, like whether it be on some indie promotion, maybe Progress or something. Where have we seen this? I mean, no, the, I mean, these two have had lots of matches yeah. outside. They had a stardom. lot of stuff in stardom yeah. and things, but we've not seen this is a first in AEW. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm, one on one. Um, Tony Storm has some sweet, like, she always had this, like, what, Motley Crew kind of gimmick, but with her music here and, and the look, it's like, it's kind of. It's kind of come full circle. It looks like a complete package. Uh, I thought this match was awesome from the beginning before I even say because there was some crazy suplexes back and forth. There's a suplex in the ring and then on the outside onto the floor. There was Tony Storm getting a comeback here with like a butt attack into the corner and then a DDT for a near fall. There's then another DDT where she like runs up the the apron onto the outside, which was super impressive. Uh, There's German... Exchanges like German suplexes from both of them back and forth, which was great. Jamie Hayter gains control again. She's going for one of her signature moves, but Tony counters that and hits her pile driver. That spike Storm Zero. Shout mm-hmm. out, uh, sh- shout out Strong Zero. And Tony Storm gets the win. I love this this finish. It was kind of out of nowhere. She sort of it wasn't you know normally you'd see the setup, the pause, and then the lift into the spike pile driver. They were kind of grappling, and Tony just managed to like grab her out of nowhere and stumble into this pile driver. Yeah. I thought it looked really realistic uh, and and a really cool finish. I'm not the biggest Tony Storm fan, but I think this is one of the best matches I've seen of her. Me I too. 
really liked this. I thought both brought a lot of physicality to it, um, which maybe comes from knowing each other pretty well, uh, working together. I thought they were laying everything in really thick, um, a good back and forth. I, I'd like to see this, this kind of happen again. Like these two kind of keep on coming back to each other. I think Jamie Hayter's really good as well. And it's a shame she's kind of out this tournament and we've gone to this match sort of as a qualifier, right. or like first round right yeah. away. Cause I'd have liked to have seen some more of her. Um, and yeah, I, I wonder like how soon it's going to be. We're talking about kind of the Christian jungle boy thing, but how long will it be till Hater and Brit square off? It will happen eventually. Yeah. That'll be the, the um, feud. But no, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought, I thought it was one of the best kind of women's matches we've seen on Dynamite. 100%. I loved it. Yeah. Definitely. Tony Storm is someone I kept saying, we watched her before she was signed to WWE on all these indie feds and stuff. And then she came to WWE. She had some good matches. I'm, I'm thinking, was it her and, was it her and EO? EO at Evolution, the I finals. Mean, I mean, EO is my favorite. So I, that's probably why I really mm. love that match. But that one is like the last time I can think of the last time Tony Storm put on a match that I went, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. And here tonight against Jamie. Yeah. I, I love this match. I would love, for them to run this back. Jamie Hayter is awesome. Yeah, she had the Mako Satamora match in the tournament as well. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, absolutely love this match. Definitely one of the best women's matches I think that has happened on Dynamite. I agree with you. Uh, and Tony Storm advances. So, yeah. And next week, Britt's going to face uh, the Joker there. And- yeah, I'm just trying to look at the, the brackets. Uh Oh, in tournament. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I figure out what the. It's probably what probably going to be Brit Tony in the final. I'd imagine. I'm trying to see if they're on the same side. Oh, so not. you're saying Brit's going to beat the Joker then? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah, it could happen. I I think I think Brit beats the Joker in this one, and oh no, they're actually they're the same side. So Tony will face uh, Brit or the Joker. And then on the other side, you've got Riho, Ruby Soho, Red Velvet, and Shida. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Who would you go with that side? Soho? Ruby Soho. Just so I can hear Taz sing. So Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm, perhaps? Nice. Or the Joker, maybe? Hell yeah. I'm for it. Uh, no, I love this match. Can't wait to see some more from this tournament. We get a video for Scorpio Sky and his uh, upcoming match with Kaz, because they're going to be doing the TNT title match down the line. Uh, Kaz is being interviewed when he's interrupted by Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, who interfere. And uh, Kaz says, hey, why don't you guys go be unlikable somewhere else? And Sammy's kind of poking like, oh, you're the one who's getting the title shot. And like, you're he's like, you're Kaz. (laughs) That's pretty much all he needed to say. Uh, and then Sammy, and Sammy, I loved his, his jacket, whatever this was, like a Grand Prix jacket or something. Him and Ty walk off, and then Kaz says, oh, by the way, your vlog sucks. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, it was, I kind of uh, grabbed a bit of food during this bit, okay. so I, like, I was listening in the background. So I glanced over at the TV and then was, got really confused. And then I was like, oh, it's Kazarian. I thought it was Alex Marvez for like half of this segment. And I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) I was like, oh no, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, I do want to watch this match uh, on Rampage, Kazarian and Scorpio. Um, I think it's a lot of history between the two. I don't see Kaz winning, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of for this. And Sammy and Ty just playing up the, the heel more and more every week. 
Yeah, I, I, Sammy is already this, un, like, they're already this unlikable couple now with the heel turn. Like, go full heel. I need you to just go even more. I need, mm. you could, you're capable of it. I think you could take this a, a, a further way. I think I much rather would have preferred Sammy on this massive heel run to keep the title and then to drop it to, it could, you could have dropped it eventually to Scorpio again, but, to have it like he's on this such he's such a dickhead and then finally someone like is the one to knock him down yeah because you didn't feel like that it wasn't yeah it was too soon it's too quick yeah so i think uh sammy like because i i feel like a lot of people are like oh i hate sammy now it's like yeah but his job now is to get you to hate him i think he's doing a good job yeah i mean we still got we've got to get that uh mixed tag still don't we um yeah that, that feels like it's like just that whatever. hasn't really been brought up but that was confirmed a week or so ago wasn't Where's it that was part of the then? stipulation um and i imagine eventually we're going to be getting ethan page versus scorpio i think that's going to be the main feud for this title true that would be pretty cool with sammy going off somewhere else you go uh ethan page turning on scorpio try to get yeah. the match yeah uh or like they have a friendly match and then after sky pins him he gets pissed and then sets yeah. up like the heel kind of ethan page is too good of a heel to be a Oh, he won't be the baby. In that, baby no. face no. partner of the champion kind of thing. Because I, I think Ethan Page is definitely someone to watch, too. Uh, it leads us to our main event here for Dynamite. The dream match. The battle of the face paint. Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. First time ever. And because they're both so fucking crazy, they requested this is anything goes. And Didn't we say that last week? <laughs> Didn't we say that last week? Yeah. I'm like, uh, should this not be like a street fight, a ladder match, anything? And literally halfway through the show, they're like, so these guys are fucking nuts and it's anything goes. And I was like, okay, oh, let's go. Is there any other way to do this match? No, absolutely not. The video hyping up this match was awesome. Like the little road to thing yeah. they did. Uh, Darby Allen's pretty much like, yeah, I'll probably end up in the hospital, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> You're willing to kill yourself in this match. Uh, okay, boy. and that's exactly what they do. Uh, Jeff Hardy comes out, huge pop with his music, still love the dancing. I, we, we were do- doing the dance. Uh, I was hyped for this match. Uh, Darby, Jeff, dream match, and it's happening here on TV. We get right away Darby Allen hitting this crazy, like, suicide dive. Just insane. It's, the cannonball. It's insane. And you, like, you're looking at Jeff and, like, right away he looks fucked from this, <laughs> from this thing. And it's, it's as if, it, like, I, I'm almost thinking in his head, he's going, man, I've never felt anything like that before. <laughs> like, he's done some crazy stuff, but just this, this suicide dive right off the bat yeah. was nuts. Just crazy. And Jeff's just out. Already. Yeah, Jeff is already taken out of the match from this crate. Because no one does a dive like Darby. Oh, he gets so much speed His with is it. legit a suicide dive because he does like the, the cannonball. His whole body yeah. lands on you. But it looked great. Oh, man, it looks so good. It's weird because Jeff Hardy, you know, 20 years ago, this was Jeff is the guy doing it right off the top. Yeah. Jeff would always do this, this crazy shit. But, yeah, Darby doing this right away gets this match going. Darby sets up a... a Six or seven, eight chairs all st- stands them up again, like almost on like, the floor, like making like a bed of just chairs all stood up there, which will definitely come into play. Uh, Jeff finally comes back. He hits a twist of fate in between the ropes on Darby. They go to picture in picture when the match still continues here. I mean, we don't watch on the fight feed. We were watching on the TBS feed. And- They're setting up a huge ladder. Dude gets a ladder. In the ring. <laughs> and Jeff starts to climb. Yeah. It's picture in picture. And you go in. 
You, are you doing go this back, now? Go like, back. No, what? <laughs> Turn it off. Go back. Go, go. And then literally uh, he stops him from climbing. Yeah, he like crotches him on the rope. Yeah. Oh, when man. When we go back to, to the match. Good way to keep our attention, though. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like normally picture in picture. We tune out a bit, like yeah. go and grab a drink, maybe grab a slice of pizza yeah. or whatever. And then we're just like, sorry, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> What are they doing here? Yeah, I will say, out of all the picture-in-pictures, I did watch this whole one. Because I yeah. was like, wait a second. They're still fighting. Yeah. Like, there's some crazy stuff. You got some of J- Jeff's patented moves, like the jawbreaker, the, the drop kick in the corner and stuff like that. But yeah, it looks sweet. So when we come back, now Jeff is climbing this thing, but he gets taken down. Then Darby places Jeff like awkwardly on some of these chairs on the outside. Darby Allen, who climbs the ladder that is in the ring, by the way, which makes it even... Taller, higher. higher. And it's already like a 20-foot ladder or something ridiculous like this that. This was like me and Here Comes a Pain when I was like 15 playing on PS2. You'd put the ladder in the ring and then set a guy up on the outside and jump Jump. Off. Yeah. So Darby jumps off this ladder onto Jeff, who's on these chairs. This spot is insane. I screamed. We had, like we mentioned, we had some friends over. We all shouted and screamed to the top of our lungs all in unison just like what did we just this was watch? incredible but so scary yeah like this for me was worse than the mick foley off the cell oh to me geez. i think this was more dangerous than that um because the way he lands he does a what a swanton onto swanton, them it's kind, it kind of jeff takes it on the shoulder but still goes crashing into these chairs one of them just doesn't give yeah, at all. Yeah, it's like his body is like, like the spine. Is... Like his his leg could have got broken from this. Like so much could have gone wrong here. And like it's incredible. But one of these days, this isn't going to work. Like something could go wrong with this. And like that's your show over, you know? Yeah. Like this could have gone very, very wrong. This is nuts, man. I mean, you're you're you're... You're comparing it to Mick Foley. Like, honestly, it's not far off because I, I, I keep thinking – I've watched this spot a million times. Even today, I watched the gif of it like fucking ten times. I'm like, I've never seen something like that. We've seen like big high table bumps and things like that, but yeah. the tables break your fall yeah. somewhat. These chairs don't. This is – you're landing on metal here. From that high Oh, this well. This was terrifying. And like I – I, I had a weird feeling in this match. I loved it. I thought this was incredible, but there was a lot where I'm just going, this is, this is kind of scary. Yeah. Because you're now going to, if this is like the precedent, this is what you're doing on, on TV, where are you going from here? Like, you can't top this. Stings in the background just being like, you motherfucker. What can I just I'll fucking show yeah. you? Get me on a show, on a match. I just, yeah. I, there was a bit of fear in me watching this match that one of these guys was going to seriously get hurt. But it, it was incredible. This spot was insane. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're not far off because I can't, I can't compare it to other spots. It's like you're jumping off that thing that is so fucking high and tall to the outside, onto Jeff. Sure, he catches you, but then you land on these chairs. That just must hurt. Uh, I know this is not everyone's cup of tea, but this blew my mind. This was insane. And quite a few people bringing up that also Martha Hart's in the crowd. Watching this. this him jump off this thing. Maybe might not be the, the best kind of stunt to do. Right. Under the circumstances. But incredible. I mean, you knew that this was going to be 
fucking crazy. Yeah. It's Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. They had to do something crazy. They had to do a spot that would be memorable. And I would say this definitely was 100%. that spot because it is terrifying. These are, this is like the equivalent of like jackass stunt driving. Or like this is that of wrestling. Like they're just insane doing this. The match didn't end though. Somehow Jeff Hardy's not dead and somehow Darby's alive. He rolls Jeff into the ring here and uh, tries to get a pinfall, but it doesn't work. Darby goes for a coffin drop on the apron, but Jeff rolls out of the way. So Darby, again, hitting his spine on the apron, on the apron like here. a minute after jumping off this ladder. So Jeff says, yo, you got the crowd pretty hyped for that spot, jumping off that ladder onto all, me and all those chairs. Hold my beer. So Jeff sets up the steel steps on the outside, but sets them up sideways puts Darby on top of them, this outside the ring, ringside, climbs in the ring to the top turnbuckle, jumps off the ring post with a swanton bomb, but Darby moves out of the way. So Jeff, no water in the pool, but definitely steel steps. On the steps. Oh my God. Swanton bomb to nobody on the steel steps from the top of the Oof. ring to the outside. Again, just insane. My, my back hurts when I sleep wrong. Yeah. And these guys are jumping off these things onto metal. And Jeff's what, 47? Jeez. What is he now? Holy man. All yeah, for our entertainment. This, these guys are killing each other. 44. Just, wow. Fuck. Swanton bomb onto the side of these steps. I mean, they bend. They like, yeah. like these things are sharp as well, usually. So I, I don't know. Again, how. could have gone so wrong. So wrong. Uh, somehow, Jeff is moving. Darby tries to capitalize. He rolls Jeff into the ring, who's just, like, destroyed from hitting the swanton onto these steps. Then, Darby Allen, which I'm sure he's been waiting years and years and only could dream about hitting his own coffin drop finishing move on Jeff Hardy, hits it perfectly. But while he goes for the pin, the veteran here, Jeff Hardy, counters the pin into a crucifix mm. pin. One, two, three. And just like Jeff Hardy and Triple H at that No Mercy a long time ago, Jeff Hardy using his, his veteran ring awareness being like, yeah, you can do all the crazy stuff, but I'm just going to use a wrestling move. I, I thought it was a great ending, yeah. actually. Uh, to After all this crazy shit, Jeff wins with a wrestling move. And I, I think this is how um, we've seen Darby lose seen like Darby. this before. Or win like this, too. He's won, He's a won like this, but I'm... Yeah, I think it was one of his... Cody. Was matches. it Cody? Yeah, where where Cody kind of turned yeah. it. So, um, no, I thought it was a, a great finish to the match, actually. I This was stunning. This was a really great match. Um, terrifying. Yeah, it terrifying. Was, was it a I match? Don't I don't it. know. <laughs> I don't want to see it every week. Um, I hope they're okay. Yeah. But really, really good. Look, I could see a lot of people not liking this kind of stuff. And it is like a, a special attraction. AEW, I mean, just wrestling in general definitely has different types of genres uh, throughout the show. And I mean, again, not everyone's cup of tea. But these guys went out and you knew they were going to do some fucky shit. And that's exactly what they did with the dives off ladders and and jumping onto steel steps and chairs and just hitting everything. I mean... I, I want to see them do this again down the line, but this definitely delivered for me. I, I wanted to see something crazy yeah. come out of this. This didn't disappoint. No, it didn't. And at I'm glad, like, as terrifying as those spots are, we've seen the swanton through the table. Yeah. 
like we've seen this spot so many times they did give us something different and spectacular which i i appreciated because already since since jeff's been back it's been like he's done like three or four of these big stunts <laughs> and like this felt different yeah. rather than like that tables match the other week where it goes oh Jeff's going through a table again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did offer something different here, and it, it was great. I, I thought this, I thought this show was was one of my favorite dynamites ever. I ever. Think. I, I thought top to bottom. I thought the wrestling was great on this show. I thought the uh, the kind of segments, like your JAS stuff and the um, the MJF Wardlow stuff, was excellent. Um, one of the best dynamites for me. Yeah, no, I loved it. It had everything. It had really good wrestling from all the matches. Like everything kind of had its its purpose and 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 did what it needed to do. Uh, and then a lot of the the segments and angles that are setting up, you know, for your pay per view in a few weeks, did a fantastic job of now being like, okay, well, are these going to be the matches? Because this sounds great. And then the MJF stuff with Wardlow, everything hit on this episode for me. Um, I'm actually just looking at. Um on cage match, this is currently rated the fourth best AEW event. Wow. Uh, with, yeah. Um, the Brody Lee celebration is like rated the highest, uh, all out from last year is second. And then a dynamite from Atlanta in 2020, uh, which was main evented by, uh, Oh, the cage match, Cody versus Wardlow. And you had hangman and Kenny versus the Lucha brothers on there right but damn interesting yeah i i definitely thought it was one of the best episodes me I too love this week yeah i had a little bit of everything and i mean i'm i'm a big jeff hardy fan and i was so happy to kind of see him come in here with the hardy's last kind of hurrah but seeing him do this was kind of like wow kind of showed like again a lot of people will be like oh it's this style of wrestling this jeff hardy thing is is, is past it's over but then he still comes out and hits this crazy stuff still being talked about still being mentioned as, you know, outside of wrestling, he's kind of now known for this kind of shit. So it's it's crazy. And Darby getting now to get the torch here from Jeff. And you had Adam Cole uh, with Undisputed Elite come out after to stare down Jeff. Right. Um, you could uh, have, like, the Bucks cost Jeff against Cole, which would set up Bucks versus the Hardys at Double or nothing. nothing. I think that's possibly the way to go. Yeah. And that way it advances... Cole in the tournament sure. as well. Yeah, great idea. I mean, that match, sure, we've seen it on the indies and stuff like that, but do it in AEW while yeah. you can. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Before Jeff kills himself. Doing some of these crazy yeah. stunts. Yeah, just insanity. But yeah, uh, I love this episode, top to bottom. And I love <laughs> Jeff Hardy and Darby killing each other in this match. Just, nuts. just bizarre and just, I, I love wrestling. It's some good shit, pal. Uh, the charismatic enigma. Mm. Just love it. Uh, that was dynamite. And I think you could tell we, we were pretty high up on it and I can't wait for double or nothing. I mean, kind of shaping the card. I mean, we have Cole, I'm sorry. We have hangman versus punk Sheeta versus, sorry, I'm messing this whole card up. Deeb versus thunder Rosa. You're saying you think it's the bucks and Hardys. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the 10 man tag, whatever that's going to be, whatever that survivor series style, maybe or something Um, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Claudio or whoever possibly versus Cole. Cole. Um, what Brit versus someone? Brit versus Tony? No, Brit Tony's the next round. Okay. Um, so if it, that happens, it's, yeah, Brit. I I assume Brit goes to the final hmm. of that. 
So Brit versus Soho again, maybe? Yeah. And then maybe a triple threat for the tag titles mm. in some way, shape, or form. TNT title, I'm not too sure. Uh, that yeah. Will... Whether that's even defended on the yeah. show. I don't know. Uh, either way, that but will be a stat show, whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for listening to us talk all about some Dynamite. And uh, we'll be back, of course, next week to do it all over again. Next week's show looks crazy, by the way. I mean, they've announced some of the matches for this Owen tournament. And Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. That would be nuts. I mean, this Dynamite felt like almost like a mini pay-per-view yeah. in a weird way. Like, I enjoyed I, – I, we talked about Backlash on Up Next a little bit yesterday. or I kind of enjoyed Backlash. There was some mm. stuff I really did. This was blew that out of – the water 100%. But next week looks like a pay-per-view too because Kyle O'Reilly, Ray Phoenix, Britt versus the Joker, Joe versus the Joker, Hangman versus Takashita, the guy they've been building up on, on Dark and stuff like that. Wardlow's going to take his 10 lashes and they've announced Jericho is going to confront William Regal. Amazing. <laughs> so like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, they've also announced for Double or Nothing, the pre-show, the buy-in is Hookhausen versus Nice and Sterling. Okay. In a match. So that's right. the, the pre-show thing there. We need uh, Regal to piss in Jericho's tea next week. Or in his bubbly. Oh. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, good shit. Uh, Rampage is Riho, Ruby, Sky, Kazarian, and Death Triangle in action. Sick. So, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Of course, check out Up Next, talking all about some NXT uh, lowest watched NXT in, mm. in a long time uh, on the USA Network this week, uh, but we chatted all about that on Up Next. Shot in the Dark with John Cena is on this free feed as well, where he covers all the other wrestling in 15 minutes or less, so check that out as well. And then, of course, on the Patreon.com slash Up Next. Best match ever, Owen Hart. Some was next. We got Friday the 13th Part 2. We got so many shows out there on the Patreon. Go check it out, and it's only 5 bucks for just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts at your fingertips. It's like pennies per show. Do it. Yeah. Go check. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Uh, That's it. That's all. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and I am on Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Oh, last thing. Toronto locals. If you are in the GTA in Toronto, Ontario, and you want to go to demand Lucha, the Lucha Show that's happening at the Opera House on May 26th. It's a Thursday night. I'm going to be giving away some tickets. So uh, DM me at Up Next Podcast at The Brady because uh, I'm looking for some Toronto people that can actually go to this show. I don't want people from like Chicago being like, I want to win these tickets. Uh, come because I will be giving out some tickets to Demand Lucha, which uh, I can't wait to to go to as well. So uh, yeah, any Toronto locals, uh, let me know if you want to go to some Lucha Wrestling on May 26th. Can't wait. Uh, That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And um, yeah, shout out to Vars. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.